Welcome to JCD Talks. My name is Shakira Green, a professional in social media marketing and owner of JCD Co. and jcdco.shop. On this podcast, we will discuss all things boys, business, and beauty. As a disclaimer, I will be sharing the things that I have learned and are learning along my journey of healing and success. However, I am no licensed therapist, accounting, or consultant of any kind, and any information you receive should be followed up with your own research, as well as trial and error to see what works best for you. Now, without any further ado, let's Let's talk. In today's episode, there are so many things I want to share with you guys and teach you guys. But first, let me just give a brief explanation on how I started my business. So in order to sum up the gist of how I started my business, I got up, went to City Hall in the city that I was in, asked them how to obtain a vendor's license. They pointed me in the direction of my administrative office for that city. My vendor's license for the state of Ohio was $25. I obtained that vendor's license. I went on the IRS website, obtained my registration for the state of Ohio as well as my LLC for my business. I received the DUNS number to go ahead and start um, calculating business credit and building business credit. Even though my business is online, I did still need a address um, for my business, a phone number for my business, and a professional email. I did that by going um, and finding virtual mailboxes for my business. I had a virtual mailbox as a physical address for my business. I also purchased a business phone number, but before I received my business phone number, I had a free text now number that I was using for my business. That way I had a business phone number, a business address, and my professional email. In order to obtain a professional email, I purchased a domain on godaddy.com. Using that domain, I created my professional email, which ended in my domain instead of Gmail, Hotmail, um, Yahoo, or any other of the um, system-generated emails. Once I did that, I went ahead and found a website host um, to host my actual website and create my website. I went with Shopify.com. I had to pay a monthly subscription of about $50 a month in order to continue um, to use Shopify as my website host. I really do love um, Shopify, but for the new website, just to try out different website hosts, I am going to go with a different website. That is basically how I started my business and got it up and running I have a step-by-step tutorial on our YouTube page at JTD Co. on how I completed each step in this process. Now, what I'm learning since I've advertised and marketed my website when it first opened is that when people first start seeing your, when people first start seeing the advertisements for your website, it draws an initial wow factor, right? It draws attention because this is something that maybe the people that you're following are your friends and family and they're really interested in, okay, what is she doing? It's something new. It's something different. So when I first started advertising my business, by this time I was taking my social media courses. So I 
grew to learn that there is a process in a buyer's journey. So when you first start advertising, this is your first part of your buyer's journey process when they first see that initial advertisement. When they first see it, it's just they saw it. It, whether it left an impression on them, whether it's stuck in their memory, it, they saw it and it's there, okay? Usually, in order for a person to purchase something from your brand or your business, they want to be familiar with the brand. They want to feel comfortable enough to trust you to spend their money with you, which means it's going to take for them to see your brand a few more times, for them to get familiar with the fact that you're actually selling something, for them to maybe hear about it from someone else. Different things like that will entice a customer to at least remember your brand or at least get comfortable with it. The more they see the brand, the more comfortable they will feel when it comes time, when it's finally time for them to purchase. I was creating some really nice advertisements. It was creating a lot of interest. A lot of people were interested and seeing the store because of the advertisements I provided. But interest does not turn into sales. And even though you are reaching certain people, what is really important to know is if you are reaching the wrong people, then it's almost as if you're reaching no one. So I'm putting out all these advertisements just to just for people to see my business, but I was advertising to the wrong people so it was creating a lot of impressions but those impressions weren't turning into sales not only is it possible to market to the wrong people but it's also even more possible to to create this elaborate content this beautiful content and not know how to optimize your social media, your website, or anything that you are trying to sell on or profit on. If you do not know how to optimize these channels, then it's almost as if you're doing all of this for nothing. Because optimizing your channel is implementing certain strategies in order to basically become more discoverable discoverable on youtube discoverable discoverable on google when you optimize your channels you become more discoverable on these search engines and i know you're thinking like okay so what do you mean when you say optimize your channels what i mean is when you do certain things like implement tags on your instagram posts or break down your YouTube videos into chapters. The search engine that you're on, it notices the things that you're doing and it creates a system where it puts you closer to the top of the list for if someone was to look in that particular category, you will be among the first people that they will recommend. Always remember Google, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, they know more about their channel than you do. They also know more about their website than you do. So they know what will get the most views, what will get the most clicks, and they know what to really push for their viewers. So when you are creating your channels and we are creating your advertisements, wherever you're creating them, make sure you're optimizing your channel. Go ahead and add those tags. Go ahead and pay attention to your thumbnails. Pay attention to everything that that channel offers in order for you to optimize your search engine, in order for you to create an easier 
way for your target audience to discover you so that they can see your channel more and get more comfortable with you so you can turn those clicks and those impressions into sales and eventually have customers a part of optimizing your channels and your business when it comes to marketing advertisement also includes paying attention to how you're branding you want to make sure that everything you post and every channel you post on has a similarity so that whether they see you on Instagram or run across you on Facebook or run across your YouTube channel, they know that that's your brand. Again, this is just creating familiarity in your customer so that they know who you are. They see you, they're more likely to click on your video. So let's say your customer's on YouTube and they're searching how to start a business and you are doing videos in that niche. They're more likely to click on your brand if they have started seeing you on their their Facebook channels, seeing you on their Instagram, and they became more and more familiar with you as they saw you. They're more likely to click on your YouTube channel versus Joe Smo's YouTube channel because they're not familiar with Joe Smo and his brand or what he represents. But if your cover photo or your thumbnail and your logo on your YouTube channel looks nothing like the logo or cover photo um, on your Facebook as well as Instagram, then how will they know that's you? They will not be able to put two and two together. Most people aren't going and typing in a question on YouTube and then immediately clicking that uh, specific subscriber's channel to see exactly who that person is. No, they get caught on with the thumbnail. So you want to make sure that your thumbnail, your cover art, all of your channels are unified across social media so that when people see your brand, they know it's you. And because they're more familiar with you, they want to click on it and be more invested into you and your brand instead of someone else's. Now that I've told you guys how I started my business and what I've learned when it came to marketing and advertising and what I've learned when it came to branding and optimizing your social media channels and your website, I want to get into the process in which I started selling my clothes. I got into e-commerce through dropshipping. So what is dropshipping? Dropshipping is a way a business um, sells a product without keeping inventory on hand. And this is typically happens with e-commerce, okay? So how it works is the seller accepts orders on their website, sends the order to a supplier, manufacturer, wholesaler, or another retailer or fulfillment house who then packages and ships the product to the customer. There are a lot of drop shipping um, services and vendors out there. You have drop shipping services from Alibaba, Roy Leo, Kiss Kissing, for those of you looking for kids clothes, AliExpress, Dropship Direct, Wholesale Central, Worldwide Brands, Spocket, Printful, Printerworld, Printify, and so many dropshipping services and vendors out there, okay? The pros to dropshipping is you get started with little to no money, okay? You're not buying inventory, which means you don't need a place to store the inventory, you don't need money to purchase a box of clothing. You don't need money to have the design put on the clothing. Um, 
you're literally waiting for a customer to place the order and give you the money on your website. And then you place the order with your manufacturer. When it comes to maintaining your inventory yourself, working on shipping labels and packaging and things like that, you don't have to worry about that. So that part becomes less time consuming. It is a low risk factor, like I said, because you're putting little to no money in to start. Also, it's less work for you. Again, you're not worried about shipping, packaging, um, keeping up with orange, um, inventory, and things like that. It becomes less work for you, which is less of a hassle. The cons, though, of drop shipping is you have little to no control over your storage, the storage of your inventory, where it's getting stored. You have little to no control over the quality of your products. Um, you can ask for samples and things like that, but unless you have your products on hand and you're shipping them out yourself or you have a warehouse where you can go in and see your items and have your be able to touch and feel your items, you really don't know what they are shipping out. You also have no control over your inventory management, which was a big problem with my business, but I'm going to get into that later on. You have a big problem with inventory management, especially if the um, vendor that you're dro- that's drop shipping your clothing and your products for you does not know how to communicate when they are in and out of stock on certain things or if certain things have changed in the design and things like that. Um, so you definitely want to keep that in mind. As well as a lot of these drop shipping suppliers and vendors are also retailers themselves. So then you have essentially become, you're essentially in competition with your vendor because they are selling the same things as you. Um, Shipping is another time consuming thing, which is, (laughs) shipping is another con when it comes to drop shipping because it's a timely process. A lot of times the vendors are overseas. So you have to wait for those vendors to ship the product overseas to actually get to your country if you're not in that country and then wait for the um, carriers in your country to get the package to your customers. So that can be a timely process, usually about two weeks at the earliest convenient. Another con to drop shipping is when you are working with vendors that are out of the country, they have different sizing that they go by. So if you have a supplier in China and they also are retailers in China, so they make clothes for the customers that they have in China, they're going to go off of the sizing that their customers wear you know that there could be completely different sizes from China to USA. So now someone ordering a 5T, they get their clothes and it's looking like a 3T because the vendors are going off China sizing instead of USA. And that's just an example. So did drop shipping work for me? Overall for me, drop shipping did not work. It didn't work for me. I do believe because of the products that I wanted to sell. I sell little boys clothing. So one, it was very hard to find a vendor that even sold little boys clothing that I either wasn't competing with or two, had pretty decent quality, okay? Two, the shipping took too long. It was a two-week shipping at the earliest and two weeks is a very long time 
when there's carriers offering two and three day delivery services. Another reason why dropshipping didn't work for me is because of the vendor I had. And this is why it's very important to have great communication skills with the vendors and your manufacturers if you are going to um, invest in dropshipping or go the dropshipping route. Um, there will be times where my manufacturers would not update the inventory um, site. So there would be stuff on the site saying that there's in stock. If it's out of stock, we won't know until the customer gets the package, open their package and says they're missing certain items. And I'll have to call my manufacturing team like, hey, she said she didn't get these items. And it would be like, oh, because they were out of stock. No communication. No one said anything. They just shipped the clothes. And that was bad for business because now it looks like we're messing up orders when it's in fact my manufacturing team. Also, I didn't have any control on the quality of the clothes that were getting sent out. I can tell if that was the packages they were sending me for advertising purposes, the packages that they were sending to my customers could be worse. So that was another reason why drop shipping did not work for me. Could dropshipping work for you? I absolutely believe that if you have the right vendor, if you have the right product, and you are able to communicate with your team effectively, that yes, you will be able to successfully have a dropshipping business. Dropshipping and e-commerce has increased practically 7% over the past 10 years, reaching a profit of over $4 billion. So with the right team, skill set, and hard work, I'm sure dropshipping could work. Me personally, I definitely want to try dropshipping one more time. I'm going to get back in here. I'm going to try a different supplier. I'm going to try a different vendor because I know that it can work. Like I just said, over the last few years, it's turned into a $4 billion um, industry. So I definitely want to tap into those funds as I go along this journey. And I'm definitely going to continue to update you guys with everything that I'm learning when it comes to drop shipping. So I want to get into YouTube real quick, you guys, before I end this podcast. As you may or may not know, we do have a YouTube channel, JTD Co., where I discuss all things boys, business, and beauty, just like the podcast. The difference between the YouTube channel and the podcast is if you are more of a visual learner, you can go there and I show you step by step and have actual visuals where the podcast is a way for me to connect on a more personal level and a lot quicker pace and get you a lot quicker updates. So you'll probably find more information (laughs) easier on the podcast or a lot more recent on the podcast than on the YouTube channel. But I am working to not only optimize my channel so I can be more discoverable, but uploading new content. The thing is, I want my content to be very valuable. And the reason why I want to make sure I am uploading valuable content is because eventually I want to get monetized off this content and make money off of it. But I want it to become passive income where I can make this video one time and the money continues to come in. Also, I want to make content where I can join affiliate markets from, which is another way to make money off of YouTube. So I'm working on ways to optimize my YouTube channel so that I can become more discoverable and uploading more content in a strategic way where it adds value and make people actually want to click on it 
and I'm gonna let you guys know how that go but I just wanted to keep put that heads up out there so that you can continue to pay attention to the YouTube channel so that you can watch it grow if these things work that way I won't just be telling you guys how to optimize your channel you can actually see it happen from beginning to end start to finish the entire process and go along the journey with me well, you guys, it's time to bring this talk to an end. I really hope you learned a lot from listening to today's podcast. It was all about business, and I gave some great tips in this podcast. Thank you for listening and being a part of JTD Coach's journey in our community. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends and family if you got any value from it. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at jtdco.shop. And you can find us on YouTube at JTD Co. Be on the lookout for new episodes each Thursday at 2.30 p.m. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.